Right. So we're going to wrap it up with this conversation for today. Again, we're reflecting on our personal goals and probably um, you can only reflect on them if you've set them, I think. But Fiona Martin knows a lot more about this than I do. Fiona, good morning to you and thanks for making time to speak to us today. Good morning, Kathy, and thank you so much for having me. Uh, I, I was I was thinking about you know this word reflecting on those personal goals, and you you have to have something to reflect on, right? Where do you begin if you don't have anything down yet on uh, what you think your personal goals should look like, or even your career goals should look like? Absolutely, that's a really great question uh, because around this time, many people are thinking, you know, what do I want to to achieve for the year? And goals or even career development or growth looks very different um, for for, for various people, right? There isn't a one-size-fits-all. But as a starting point, right, and especially if we're talking in the context of careers, a question you could ask yourself is, what would I constitute as growth this year? If I were to come to the end of 2022, what would give me a sense of fulfillment? What would give me a sense of progress? What would give me a sense of development? So that's really where you want to start with the end result. And that could help to open up the opportunity for you to actually start putting together a plan. So how do you want to feel when 2022 comes uh, to an end, you know, from a personal perspective or from a career perspective or whatever dimension that you want to work on? And what is the next step in trying to flesh that out? So if I know I want to feel happy, I want my bank account to look good, (laughs) I want to have (laughs) as little debt as possible. How can I go about actively fleshing that out so that it is something that is tangible and that can be made real? Absolutely. So a career plan is probably the best tool that you have, or basically a plan, right? A plan of action, so to speak, because it helps to direct your efforts. But more importantly, even if you start off with something abstract, so let's say in the example that you've given, I want to be more happy, I want to be more financially sustainable, right? You have to take those vague statements and make them into something more specific. So if you say you want to be more financially sustainable, uh, more financially um, stable, what does that look like in terms of how many rands a month do you need extra, right? Then you start working it down to detail. So I need an extra 10,000 rands a month. Um, so when it looks at happiness, right, which you know can sound like an abstract con- con- concept, but what would make you happy is it Spending more time, you know, with people that you love, is it, you know, maybe removing yourself from a toxic work situation, et cetera. So try and think about what are those activities that would lead to, let's say, increased happiness, because then it forces you to have some sort of tangible plan of action. So instead of me coming to the end of 2022 and wondering, am I more happier or not, right, I can look at the metrics, right? So my metric for happiness is more time with my family, you know, less time in stressful situations, removing a toxic situation, etc. Then it gives you almost something to strive for, but more importantly, something that you can measure, whether it is qualitatively or quantitatively. So, so it's important for us to be able to break it down, that it has to be a specific. It can't just be as broad as, like, like the example I gave, I want to be happy. When it comes to our careers, sometimes people feel that, 
very little is in our control, especially if you're working for organizations. If you're self-employed, um, the, the situation might be slightly different. But how do all of us begin, how can we begin to take charge of what our career trajectories look like? Very good question. Now, now unfortunately, what, what sometimes happens, particularly within the corporate space, whether it's large or small companies, is there isn't always a well-developed career development structure, right? Which means that if you don't take the initiative, you know, nothing might happen for the next couple of years. So for anyone who is listening, and especially for those of you that feel like I've been here, my manager doesn't have any conversations with me, I don't even know if my manager has a plan or the company has a plan, it's important for you to actually put a plan for yourself that you will then go and present to your manager, right? So what does that look like? In essence, you know what you want to achieve, right? So let's say at the particular organization that you're working for, um, you want certain growth opportunities. And I'm particularly using the word growth opportunities because many people think about progress just in terms of a promotion, right? And there are actually many ways to grow without necessarily getting a promotion or what we call a title progression. So, you know, as to my example earlier, think about what do I want to see at the end of my career in terms of what skills do I want to have any personal traits I want to develop, any opportunities I want to be exposed to, right? And put that in a plan, and there's nothing that stops you from actually going to present that to your manager and say, you know, so your opening statement could be something as, you know, I would love to speak to you about my next growth steps for my career and what I see myself doing, you know, at the organization. And the purpose of the conversation with your manager, right, is for you to enroll their support. You want them to be aware of what you want to achieve, but more importantly, you want them to be able to provide the platform and opportunities for you to be able to execute that plan. How do you do that without uh, coming across as if you are overstepping um, the the boundaries uh, with with your manager? Because, of course, that is something that they would feel they should be directing at times. Yeah, that's, I was actually literally having a conversation with someone earlier about that very thing because mm. some managers might see it as a threat, you mm. know, as you said. So in as much as they might not have been thinking about your development and they've never had a development conversation with you, the way that you could tactfully approach it, as you said, without looking like you're overstepping your bounds, right, is your approach, first of all, you need to set a separate meeting. You know, it shouldn't be one of those things you, you know, pop off at them at, at the water cooler, etc. So you could start off by one, mentioning in terms of, you know, what they've done for you as a manager to say, look, you know, I've been reflecting on the last couple of years, you know, my relationship with you as a manager, highlight some of the things that you really enjoyed working at the company, right? And when you approach this plan, you're not saying, this is my plan, I demand that you support it. Your tone should be, this is what I've been thinking about, right? So it's tentative, you know, this is what I've been thinking about, I've mm. put some thoughts together, and I would love to get your input. So you're not presenting it to them, right, and making demands. You're rather saying, hey, this is what I've brainstormed. I would love for you to look at the plan. I would love to get your feedback, right? As my manager, what do you think? Do you agree on some of these skills I need to develop? Uh, what are some of your observations of me? What do you think I need to focus or work on, right? So you make it a, a collaborative partnership conversation, right? So in as much as you would have brought to the meeting certain things you've thought about, you want to also make it feel like you are happy or you appreciate to have their contribution, right? And then ultimately... If they're a good manager, what will, the outcome of it is you start off with a plan, they give you their contribution, and then, of course, from that, it becomes something that you have both worked on together. Um, so that's how you can approach it if you're a little bit nervous about how your manager might take that conversation. 
for people who are thinking about their careers and feel that whatever it is they have been doing no longer serves them, that it no longer falls in line with with what they believe they, they should be doing with their lives, what advice would you have for them? I would say you need to actually, def- so if let's say you're feeling stagnant, you're feeling bored, you're feeling you haven't been developed, right? You need to reflect on one, what is the core reason? You know, is it I've been doing it for too long? You know, do I not have a good leader? Perhaps I don't gel with my team, et cetera, right? So I think it's important to identify why am I feeling that way? Because that often directs you to, well, if it's a team issue, if it's a development issue, right? This is what I need to do to be able, I guess, to, to get a different outcome or get a different situation. So it's important to reflect on the reasons why, but more importantly, define, if I were to stop feeling stagnant, what would that look like? Is it me managing a team? Is it me doing more of this task, uh, you know, doing less of these tasks, etc.? So back then to putting it in tangible terms. That way, once you've described your ideal scenario or your ideal, I guess, next career step, it then allows you to look for opportunities to be able to fulfill that. So if I feel that I need to develop, you know, on a particular skill, then I can be I can look for opportunities that, of course, allow me to get that sense of progress, to get that sense of development. And, and again, when it comes to changing careers, is the beginning of the year a good time to to do that? So it's typically a time where people, you know, are reflecting on a lot of things, both personal and career-wise. I wouldn't necessarily say there is a right or wrong time. I mean, we have people sometimes that will start or change jobs in like a December or a November, right? Um, but whether you it's imminent or not imminent, I think the beginning of the year is a good time for you to think, do I want to go in a different direction this year? Do I want to stay where I am and maybe, you know, increase my mastery in some of the skills that I've been doing? So... I think it's a good time to think about the direction because you allow yourself time, right, to say I'm giving myself six more months at this case or maybe another 18 months or another mm. year. So I think it's just, you know, especially if you're doing career planning, it's good so that you're able to put a timeline to it. But, I mean, ultimately, whether you change in the middle of the year or beginning of the year or later on in the year, it also depends on your industry cycle. So you find some industries or some professions are very busy at this time or, you know, it seems maybe like you're moving in the middle of a busy period, etc. So I think also look at your industry, but more importantly, it's not time-bound. It really is about can you find the opportunity, but more importantly, do you have a plan that you can work towards? Mm. And how important is it when one is, you know, pursuing this uh, process to be able to have voices that can speak into the, the situation? So either by way of mentor or by way of somebody like yourself who's who's a career coach, do you advise that people go that route and not really just, you know, rely on themselves to make such a decision? Absolutely. I 100% advise that people get either a mentor, a coach, a formal coach if you want to, or just someone who acts as a trusted advisor, right? Uh, and the reason for that is in as much as, of course, you are responsible for your career and, you know, you are ultimately responsible and accountable for the decisions that you make. It is of absolute, um, you know, it's, it's of utmost importance for you to get someone that you can bounce off ideas. So this is more like a thinking partner, someone that you present your plan and you get their thoughts, especially if it's a mentor, a person that's very seasoned and that's very experienced in your industry. In many cases, they've got many insights that you haven't thought about, right? They can give you another perspective. Uh, they can maybe challenge your thinking. 
They can give you something that you have not thought about, etc. So I always say find one or two mentors, uh, or coach, even could even be a peer, but someone that you feel like they can be a good thinking partner in helping me to evaluate, am I making the right decision? And in fact, also in giving you feedback, right? Um, can you give me feedback in terms of, you know, how do you think I've done in my career? What do you think I need to work on? And I think that enrolling people, you know, makes it a team sport and it becomes absolutely more invaluable than you trying to do it yourself. Right? And it doesn't mean that you have to take all the advice that you get, but at least you're able to hear what are other people's perspectives. And then, of course, you can take or discard, you know, what you will. And just before I let you go, Fiona, what do you find are often the challenges that people face that make it impossible for them to have reached their goals? Let's say these career goals we're talking about now, that they've not reached them by the end of the year. So sometimes it could be a limiting environment where the support that you need, you know, within the organization is not there. So you might have a goal, you might have a plan, but because it's busy, because the manager won't support it, because the company, you know, doesn't have a development-oriented culture, it might then be hard to achieve those goals. In some many cases, it would actually be our own behaviors, right? So we have a perfect plan, but that persistence and that, you know, those optimal goal-striving behaviors that allow us to be able to persist, to pursue, to adapt and change until we're able to succeed. So it could be part personal, it could be part environmental, and sometimes there's, of course, unexpected circumstances that we meet along the way that we cannot predict, and in many cases that might actually hinder our ability to achieve those goals. Fiona Martin, let me thank you so much for your time and your advice for us uh, this morning. Uh, We really appreciate it. She is an award-winning organizational psychologist, career coach, and thought leader in the field of talent management and career development.